0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive, and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate.
1: Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Laidler. Happy Victoria Day long weekend. I know all of you retirees out there are happy to have Monday off work. Who doesn't love a long weekend, right? Plus, you know what that means. It's only a four-day work week. Woohoo! I look forward to that time in my life when uh, every day is like Sunday. You know, that uh, there was a popular 80s song by a band called Morrissey called... Every day is like Sunday. I really like that song. May 2-4 is, of course, the unofficial start to cottage country season. Anyone going to the cottage? Is that even legal these days? I've uh, touched on the complexities of cottage planning in past episodes of the Avoid Probate Show. It can be tricky business, especially when it's been in the family for a long time. Most do not get past a second generation. Can you imagine? Eight different grandkids... Uh, some with spouses, trying to make it work, sharing access, sharing costs, not easy. We touched on the capital gains treatment and the principal residence exemption. Oh, and the probate, of course. It's complicated. We can help. Uh, Topics for a future show for sure. In the meantime, please do not hesitate to call if you have any questions. We might as well give the contact info out right at the start. If you have any questions at all relating to cottage planning or probate in general, you can email me at info at avoidprobate.ca or you can call my office during regular business hours at 1-844-667-7628. You can call outside of regular business hours too, I guess, but I don't think you will get anybody on the phone. Uh, The number again, I'll give these numbers out again later on in the show. On a less serious topic, I mentioned, I think it was a couple of shows ago now, that May is Vision Healthcare Month, and that I'd used that as an excellent reason to book my first ever eye exam. Well, I've had my eye exam. It wasn't so bad but I did opt out of having that circular gadget thing pressed on my eye, maybe next time. Some of the staff were shocked that it was my first exam at the age of 50. Of course, I was in need of a prescription, a relatively weak one. Nothing for distance, which I was happy about because that means nothing needs to be reported to the MTO, as far as I understand, which makes for a nice change. One thing I was not happy about was the cost of my new frames and lenses. Yikes, who knew? Want to take a guess? If you guessed $500, you'd be wrong by about half. If you've been listening at all for the past few weeks, I want to say, A, thank you and keep up the good work, and B, I've been saying that I was eventually going to take some time to talk about not what probate is, we've done that, and we'll do it again, but what does the solution look like in some cases? You've heard me say that the solution involves moving the investments out of the bank usually at no cost, over to an insurance company where the rules are different. And so once transferred, you can now name the kids, the cat, the church, and whoever you want to name as beneficiaries, not necessarily in that order. You cannot do this at the bank. The bank's solution is to make the account joint. And as we discussed a couple of weeks ago with lawyer Andrew Monroe, that joint ownership strategy comes with a bunch of potential problems, and frankly, most of the time, I hate it. At avoidprobate.ca, we have a much better solution that involves working with some of the country's biggest and best insurance companies. Again, we are independent advisors, so we're not tied to any one particular financial institution when it comes to solving the problem. To that end, I'm pleased to have as our guest today our very first insurance company spokesperson, When we get back from the break, I'll introduce him, and we will not be talking about life insurance, but we will be talking about why you should call us at avoidprobate.ca to help you transfer your investments out of the bank, where they will be frozen for the better part of a year, while your estate rep deals with what I call the probate nightmare. There is a better way. We'll be right back.
0: Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. (laughs) Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember Insert your name and we're heartbroken because Insert your name did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of Insert your name have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler
1: of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate show here on AM740. I'm Jason Laidler. I'm happy to introduce our guest this week. Andrew Gardner has years of experience helping clients to avoid probate on their investments at an insurance company. He is the Senior Regional Sales Director for Savings and Investments at Beneva, which was born recently from a merger between SSQ and La Capital. Andrew Gardner, please say hello to the Zoomer listeners and tell us something about yourself and about the big merger.
2: Well, it's my pleasure to be here this morning, and thank you very much for having me. Uh, I started at... La Capital about three and a half years ago, so this is prior to the merger that you alluded to, and the main reason why I came over was that there was something at La Capital that I did not have access to in my previous 30 years of financial service experience, and that would include mutual funds and venture capital and flow-through tax shares and other types of products, and the story is is that I was with my dad, who was 71 years old, and uh, I finally understood what La capital was actually up to, and I realized that they are the only people that actually do what they do, and because of that, I looked at him and I said, basically, all your registered money should be here, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I called the person back that I was speaking to, and I took the interview, and I eventually accepted the job, and, and from there... It's created an unbelievable opportunity with this merger with SSQ Insurance. So the two combined companies will eventually form a new entity called Beneva. And uh, it'll be a rather large entity. It will be the largest mutual insurer in Canada. Wow! And mutual is important because that means we're actually owned by our members. So we're not a publicly traded company. And the key part there is that We have a board of directors like any other company does. That board of directors has to do what's in the best interest of the members. If you're a publicly traded entity, like a bank or anything else that's publicly traded, uh, you have to do what's in the best interest of shareholders. Shareholders and members are not the same people. So we answer to a different uh, audience, and it does create a different culture. And that culture allows us to create products and services that ultimately uh, benefit the members, benefit everyone. That's the (laughs) idea uh, behind the uh, incarnation of the two companies together. There's a long track record there. Uh, Both companies have been around 70, 80 years. The combined entity will have about $20 billion in assets, about 3.5 million members, all Canadians. So that's 3.5 million Canadians are actually going to be members of this combined company, and about $5 billion in actual insurance premiums. It is mainly an insurance company, right? but I'm not involved in insurance. Right. I'm on the savings and investment side, and they happen to have these very, very unique tools that we can use to avoid probate, to clean up estates, to keep the costs down, and allow the owners more control over where their estate goes and also provide protections against market drops with things like death benefits or maturity guarantees. So there are lots of different options that we have within the combined entity. And uh, whether or not we use SSQ or La Capital products, it'll really depend on The client situation, and we can build to suit. So whatever the person needs, whatever the end destination is, we'll be able to create something for them that's
1: going to work. Okay. So I'm glad you mentioned all of these options. We'll take a closer look at some of them in a few minutes. Beneva, of course, the name is not going to be something that most people have heard of today. Even Even in the industry, the advisors are still learning about this new merger. You mentioned that uh, the other companies, the underlying companies have been in, in Canada for a long time. But I just want to be clear that this is um, a national brand. It's going to be available for uh, Canadians coast to coast, right?
2: Yeah, that, that's right. One of the main things about creating this new combined company, there's lots of synergies that both companies can create when we do combine behind the scenes. Uh, but the bigger part of it is is that it it's a branding thing to be more national. La Capital and SSQ are household names in Quebec, Yes, right? They've got lots of members, been around a long, long time. But in what we call internally the rest of Canada, (laughs) it's a story that's just kind of getting out there. And uh, we do have certain products that, like I said, no one else has. And we're just scratching the surface. Like I can speak to the La Capital investment account platform. There's about $3.5 billion. Now, that sounds like a lot of money. But relative to what the assets under administration would be for a bank or a large mutual fund company, we're not even close. And for certain people, every penny they have should be in something like this, because it has way more benefits, and it's very cost-effective, and it will provide all the things that people are looking for in terms of avoiding the probates, like I said, keeping costs down, and, and all those other good things.
1: Well, I've said it on this show before, I've said it on other radio shows uh, where I've been on a guest before, I'm going to say it again, the insurance companies today in Canada have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks do. You've touched on that already, and I'm glad uh, you did. So, tell us about what some of these different options look like at Beneva.
2: Well, the key part here is that they're all held within an, a form of an insurance contract. So we have four legs of the investment stool. And again, we can cover pretty much any normal Canadian who is looking for either risk-free options or willing to take on some more market risk. And we have a, a varying guarantees. But the four legs of the stool consist of annuities. Annuities can be termed certain annuities where you give us a sum of money and we tell you exactly how much you're going to get every month for the rest of the of the term or you could set those up as life so for life you could set it up so that a portion or all of those payments could be transferred to a spouse that would be a survivor annuity and uh, lots of different ways to structure these as well as gic's which a lot of listeners would be familiar with they are common at banks and deposit institutions. Uh, ours are different because those GICs are going to be held within an insurance contract, and when they're held in an insurance contract, then we have a named beneficiary and contingent beneficiaries, and we're able to uh, pay those out upon a death without any probate fees as well. So that's a, a very large difference from GICs that may be held at other types of institutions. The other insurance type contracts would be what we call investment accounts. Those are going to be for registered plans, as well as segregated funds, which are um, another type of insurance contract. So bottom line is legally they're in an insurance contract. That's what you need to have in order to be able to name the beneficiaries contingent beneficiaries, avoid those probates because effectively what happens upon a state settlement is that we're not part of the estate. So, because we have a legal structure in place that we're naming people that are, are actually going to be receiving these funds. So, if you're not part of the estate, you're not part of the estate settlement process. If you're not part of that process, you're not part of the estate administration tax or EAT which is a, a, an odd acronym that I, they went with. I like to call it the probate
1: nightmare. Probate
2: nightmare. Yeah. We're not part of any of that. And uh, it makes the settlements uh, of these positions and the rolling up at the end of the day much easier
1: and much cleaner and with a lot more control. And again, you're, wh- what you're saying is we're not talking about life insurance. No. Because that's, that's commonly uh, a point of confusion when I'm having this conversation with investors. And you mentioned you just mentioned the word uh, the words insurance company and right away they think oh this guy's trying to sell me some life insurance and i have to be so clear uh, over and over again to your point we're not talking about life insurance we're talking about investments and and often they can be an apples to apples portfolio compared to what's at the bank today for, you know versus what we set up at, on the insurance side or again uh, there's other options that maybe people didn't weren't aware of before that now they want to take advantage of, depending on the situation right
2: that's correct in fact they they look a lot like what most Canadians tend to own there's about a trillion and a half dollars that sit in mutual funds right and those are sold through legally what's known as a prospectus whereas segregated funds or the investment uh, accounts are sold through these insurance contracts but we actually use mutual fund managers. Uh, most of whom you a lot of the listeners would know uh, they're very well branded they've been around a long time uh, excellent track records mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah so we again we can build to suit whatever whatever someone's looking for how much risk they want to take right where they want to invest it'll be very very similar to other options that are not in an insurance contract
1: the other question I get quite often maybe you do too when we're comparing Uh, investment portfolios uh, at the insurance company versus at the bank. People will say to me, well, what's the protection look like? Uh, They know that there's some amount of protection through CDIC at the bank. And I believe, is it Assurus? That's right, yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And I tell them, and correct me if I'm wrong, I tell them it's exactly the same. It's just a different name. It's the same amount of protection that they would have at the bank. Not that there's much risk of any of these big insurance companies in Canada failing. You know, we know... Most people would never think of uh, any of the banks failing. We all know how much money they're making quarterly. The insurance companies in Canada are very healthy. Some of them are global players, right? But the question comes up, and I just wanted to make sure that I was right about the fact that it is assurance and that it is the same amount of coverage at the bank.
2: That's right. Assurus is made up of all the members of Assurus. So all the large insurance companies are all part of something called Assurus, and they backstop the guarantees, the uh, payments, the annuity payments, even just regular life insurance contracts, all of it is covered by Assurus. And it does depend on exactly what product you're in. Uh, but yes, $100,000 for TFSAs, yeah. RSPs, things like that, yeah, it's, it's there in the unlikely event of the insolvency of an insurance company. I would point out that insurance companies do have a lot of cash on hand to cover their liabilities, and at percentages, that would be far greater than your typical lending or banking institution.
1: Yeah, you could call it almost like a rainy day fund that they've got to make sure they can make the payments that they need to make. When I say payments, I mean... um policy amounts that are owed to their contract holders.
2: Yeah, ultimately, what an insurance company has to be very, very good at is matching liabilities in yeah. the future.
1: Okay. Um, speaking of, um, just a quick thought here, a trivia question for you. We mentioned the, the stability of Canadian insurance companies. I, I, I think it was before my time in the industry, but I know there is one famous story about an insurance company that that did fail. Are you familiar with uh, that story?
2: It is also before my time, but I have heard some of the old timers that I speak to, they, they bring it up, and uh, so I know about Confederation life, and uh, it did run into some problems. Uh, ultimately, my understanding is that all the in force or existing contracts that they held were absorbed by other insurance companies and clients remained whole throughout and all of their policies and everything else that they had in place remained in place. And that goes back, I don't know exactly when that happened, but it was a long time ago.
1: I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners will remember in better detail than we do. I did have a, an uncle by marriage. I think he was an uncle, maybe he was a nephew. Anyway, he was a, an executive at Confederation Life uh, at that time and he was pretty mad uh, about what happened and yeah you're right my understanding is um, all the policyholders and all the investors were made whole nobody was damaged 10 cents and that's why it was such a very uh, controversial wrap up I'm not sure I have the book on my bookshelf somewhere it's on my to read list I'll get there one day I hope. And if you want to borrow it when I'm done.
2: I I really (laughs) uh, should. I really should.
1: All right. um, (laughs) We're going to look at uh, some of these investment options in more details. When we get back from the break, stay tuned.
0: Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Marilyn is a good daughter who wants the best for her elderly mom. Um, Why is she overdrawn on her account? What's going on here? Her mom had money, much of which was tied up in non-registered accounts like GICs, paying next to no interest, which meant... She was dipping into her capital big time because the residence she was staying in was very costly. So she was overdrawn on her account four times a month. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs using her power of attorney. The bank refused, saying the accounts were in her mom's name only, and then rubbed salt in the wound. They pushed it back on the family and said it was all our fault. We should have been on top of it, not them. That's when Marilyn got a hold of Jason at avoidprobate.ca. He accompanied Marilyn to the bank to move mom's money.
1: Why? The insurance companies now have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks have. Plus, we can also put a 100% death benefit guarantee on the account once it's at the insurance company. Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca.
0: I don't know how long my mother is going to live. None of us know. So my thing was, if she lives to 100, there'll be more than enough money to sustain her. How was avoidprobate.ca able to help Marilyn's mom?
1: It's a good news story. The account is earning much more than it did when it was at the bank in a low-paying GIC. But more importantly, it's still 100% mom- mom's money. There's no joint owner on the account, but there is a beneficiary on the account which wasn't there before. Which means no tax issues and no probate to worry about.
0: I share my story with as many people as I can and I hand out Jason's cards to lots of people and say, call this man. He'll walk you through it.
1: Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you.
0: Avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason
1: Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate Show. Jason Laidler here with Andrew Gardner. We're talking about uh, investment options at the insurance company so that you don't have to worry about the probate nightmare. Before we carry on though, I got to remind you, that the information provided in this program is for general consumption only, is not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice, because, as I keep saying, every situation is different, and so if you have legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert. Or, of course, you can contact me by email at info at avoidprobate.ca. Andrew, how can our listeners reach you with their questions?
2: Uh, you can reach me toll-free at one 570-8342 or you can send me an email at Gardener, like the expressway g a r d i n e r at lacapital.com that's l a c a p i t a l e.com I just want to pick up I know that that's a you know fairly standard legal disclaimer but in my experience what really What Canadians need more than anything is they need help, and they need to talk to people that have the experience, that can structure things like the estate, make sure that they're owning the proper investments, people get in trouble when they're in things that don't match their risk, and if people panic and hit the sell button at the wrong time, it's very, very difficult to get out of those situations. So what w- what you want is you want to reach out and speak to a professional, make sure your estate's set up correctly, make sure that you're not having any leakage for probate fees, that you have control over where all this money's going, and at the end of the day, it's gonna the roadmap's built, there's a plan in place, and I tell people all the time, if you have a plan and you find... The plan at the end of the day, there will be a sizable nest egg there for you to draw on, and ultimately that's. What I love to do, and I love working with uh, financial advisors and professionals, I will say this, that uh, the Beneva, that's both the Capital and SSQ Insurance, is distributed through life-licensed advisors. So these are not ideas that you can do yourself, open up uh, a self-directed account, trading account, or walk in and speak to a stockbroker or even someone that's just mutual fund licensed. You do have to speak to someone that does have the expertise, that does have a Life insurance background.
1: I'm really glad you said that because often I'll have a conversation with uh, an interested uh, investor in and party, explain sort of in you know ten seconds or less what we're trying to do for them at AvoidProbateC, and then they'll say to me, "That's great, Jason. Now, thanks for the info. I'm going to go talk to my accountant and uh, get him get him to do this stuff for me, or I'm going to go talk to my lawyer and get him to do this stuff for me." And I say uh, with <laughs> with kindness, I hope. They can't do this for you. They they have their specialties and expertise and their own license to do what they do. They don't have the license to do what we're trying to do here for the listeners today, right? That's correct, yep. Okay, well, in the last segment, we uh, used some broad strokes to talk about what some of the investment options are at the insurance company. One thing I like to point out uh, when we're doing this radio show is that in addition to having a wide list of uh, options that should cover you know something for everybody... The other unique thing about dealing with the insurance company is some of the guarantees that they can provide that that you can't get anywhere else so can you can you tell us about what some of these different guarantees look like
2: yeah absolutely there's there's a question matrix that we kind of go through when we're dealing with clients and it's you know what what are the plan types that we're dealing with are these these monies registered are they non registered and then it kind of filters from there uh, we're able to provide for registered plans. Uh, 100% death benefit with no maturity guarantee, but we also have options that we can add insurance. As you add insurance and you add guarantees, we can kind of cater it. So the basic guarantee structure would be a 75% death benefit as well as a 75% maturity guarantee, but you can add those if that's what you want, and you can add as much insurance so these can be 100% protected both upon death and against market drawdowns, depending on what your views are and how much risk you want to take. Again, we've got to make sure that we're putting people in the things that are suitable, yep. and they have as much or as little guarantees as they would like. I
1: want to touch on this uh, death benefit guarantee. How it works is I'll just use one hundred thousand dollars for example. Today we put one hundred we put Grandpa's one hundred thousand dollars into whatever the investment is. It's something suitable based on his risk tolerance and uh, time frame, et cetera, et cetera. He's got a one hundred percent death benefit guarantee. If by chance the value of that investment is less than a hundred is less than one hundred thousand dollars the day he passes away, the benefit guarantee kicks in. And tops up the balance so that his beneficiaries are guaranteed, in this case, his beneficiaries are guaranteed as a collective to receive at least the $100,000 that grandpa started with.
2: Correct. It's it's The guarantees would be based on the net contributions into the contract. So if you put in $100,000, didn't do anything else, right. if the market value were to drop to ninety, and the person passed away, then $100,000 would be paid directly to the named beneficiaries.
1: So that's really got to help people sleep at night knowing that even if they are exposed to some small amount of risk in the market, they can rest assured that like I said, at the very least, all of their capital, all of their money is is going to be paid out to their loved ones, if not more.
2: Yeah, exactly right. So it's either or, the market value or the death benefit guarantee. We're not into paying death benefit guarantees because we prefer people make money. Of course. So if the market value is higher, then, of course, the beneficiaries would get the higher of the two. Yeah. Uh, important to note that if it's not something that has a death benefit guarantee, if it's an investment solution like a mutual fund or other things that take on market risk, it, they will not have that death benefit guarantee and you always get
1: market value. So I love that. I love that that's a unique uh, feature and perk to dealing with the insurance company for the investments. And I think it, it gets even better when we, when we look at something called resets, right? So talk to us about what resets are and how, how they make the situation even better.
2: Well, resets are a mechanism that allows the unit holder to lock in gains. And, um, again, we can build to suit whatever guarantee level you want to build, but we have two different versions on the segregated fund side that have resets. Uh, we have what we call the enhanced guarantee as well as the optimal guarantee. They both have resets, and they're reset. the death benefit is reset every 3 years up to age 80. So if markets like they have been more recently in the past 10 years, you would have had a few resets, you would have locked in those gains and and now that is how the new death benefit is struck, right? So yep. again, whatever's higher, the new death benefit locked in yep. or the market value, that's what the beneficiaries are going to get.
1: You're effectively creating a new floor, right? right? The the payout Upon death, will now getting back to the previous example of $100,000, we have a good year or a good quarter or whatever the, the time frame is, we trigger a reset and now it's $112,000. That's the new floor. The beneficiaries will never get less. $112,000.
2: That's right. Now, different companies have different mechanisms for how these things are reset. Uh, the company I work for on the segregated fund side, for the death benefit, it's reset every three years to age 80. There's another component of the guarantee, which is the maturity guarantee. Now, the maturity guarantee is uh, based on time, usually 15 years. So, if you put in $100,000 and you had a 100% maturity guarantee, that means 15 years from now, the minimum a client would get back would be the hundred thousand, but those also have resets, and at period, so you could take advantage of market upswings to lock in gains, and that would it, it does extend the fifteen years. That's true, but it does again create that floor. And yeah. my experience is also that people tend to think of investing; it's like a greedy thing, you know. But most Canadians, it turns out, I don't believe are. I think if we have a plan in place and we're able to generate a consistent rate of return, yep. make sure that we do it on a risk adjusted way to take out as much risk as possible and fund that plan, and make sure we're protected and the beneficiaries are protected. Keep the cost down. Uh, we're in really, really good shape.
1: Yeah, I agree. In my experience, um, you know, the investors they, they they want good service. They want someone to answer the the phone call when they when they call you, and they want uh, a reply to the email or whatever the situation is. And if things uh, go south, or there's a confusion somewhere. They want it to be taken care of, and and for all of that, I mean that's important. Whether it's a seven percent, eight percent, ten percent return, often it doesn't even come up in conversation. You know, it's just something that's suitable, that's doing what we want it to do over the long term. Right. That's right. Yeah. Andrew, you mentioned earlier that um, the planning as people get older becomes uh, a challenge, and um, again, the insurance company has. Solutions for that that are unique, and one of them deals with accounts for people under the age of eighty five, and has options to take advantage of this going down the road. Um, can you talk about that for a second? Because I want to I want to connect it to something that was uh, part of last week's show. Can you explain a little bit?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So within the SSQ segregated fund lineup, we do have the optimal guarantee that. Structure that contract is uh, available to anybody who hasn't had an 85th birthday, so you have to be. You can't have had an 85th birthday to open the contract, but you just have to open the contract. The minimum amounts are, I believe, like $500. So as long as the the contract is open, you can take monies after the age of 85, have them dropped into the contract, and still retain uh, death benefit guarantees uh, as well as a maturity guarantee. So a lot of Canadians, maybe they're not ready to, to move and to populate the contract quite yet, but that's okay. We can get the, the contract opened and then we can get all our ducks in a row and have all of those assets find their way into these contracts and to avoid the probate and to make sure that the estate
1: settles the way you want it to. So this, this provides all kinds of opportunities and can be an amazing planning tool. Last week's show, uh, we had a realtor talking about downsizing options uh, Barry Lebo was here uh, telling our audience about uh, all these options for seniors who are downsizing and moving to different quarters. But what I'm getting at is if you're know, if you selling a house in the GTA, anywhere in the GTA, I mean, these days the markets are insane, as we know, so we're talking about a million dollars, maybe more. you got you got to put that million dollars somewhere. If you put it at the bank, it's going to be probated. If you've already opened up this account before mom turned 85 and she hasn't she doesn't downsides and, and you know 4 or 5 6 years later well Here's an option for her to take that million bucks and put it into this pre-existing
2: account, right? That's right. And then from there, there's a whole bunch of different investment options, and we have fixed income for more conservative people. And they're they're managed by some of the best-known managers in the world on you know companies like PIMCO. I don't know if your audience would be familiar with some of these names, but PIMCO, CI Investments, Fiera Capital. These are very large institutional players and extremely sharp at what they do. So we're not sacrificing quality of manager performance to take advantage of these insurance contracts, which allow so many more benefits and so much more flexibility. The only caution I would uh, tell the audience is, is that the later you wait after the age 85, there's still things that can be done for sure.
1: It's just the, the flexibility gets a little bit more narrow. So the sooner, the better. Understood. I couldn't have said it better myself. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute.
0: Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler of
1: avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate Show Jason Laidler here, 740 AM, Zuma Radio. We've had a great conversation today, I think, and explored, finally, what some of these solutions look like in some detail with help from Andrew Gardner, from Beneva. Uh, Andrew, please tell us one more time how the listeners can reach you if they're looking for more information or if they have questions.
2: Sure. And anybody can reach me toll-free at one 570 8342 or you can drop me an email at andrew.gardiner, G-A-R-D-I-N-E-R, at com. That's L-A-C-A-P-I-T-A-L-E dot com. And also, if you're looking for more information on Beneva and the two main companies, La Capital and SSQ, you can go to Beneva.ca.
1: Okay. With that, I want to uh, switch tracks a little bit because we've had a great response to the show so far in terms of your calls and emails. And I want to ask you to keep them coming in. I'll try to reply to every one of them. I, I'm going to share some of them with you each week. Again, the email for avoidprobate.ca is simply info at avoidprobate.ca. The phone number again, 1-844-667-7628. And just a reminder, there's lots of great info on the website, which is www.avoidprobate.ca, including uh, a free probate calculator that you can play with to get an idea of how much probate might be payable on your estate. So, getting to the mailbag, i got two stories I really want to share with you today. The first one has to do with an elderly gentleman and his son who contacted me back in March. So, as the process goes, I met with the family to get a detailed understanding of the situation because, as I keep saying, every situation is different. Dad is almost 90. He'll be 90 later this year. He has a few adult children who are rightfully concerned about dealing with probate on Dad's estate after he passes. We all agree it's best to transfer some investments out of the bank where we cannot name a beneficiary over to an insurance company like Beneva where we can. This transfer costs the family nothing, as in zero dollars. 100% of dad's investment at the bank are going to be reinvested at the insurance company, but... Now we're going to be able to name his children as beneficiaries, which means the money will not be frozen for months and months until the probate process is completed. Now you have to understand, I do these transfers every day, and I've been doing them for years. The average transfer can take between two to four weeks, some exceptions. I was trying my best to follow up with the bank with regard to the status of this transfer for the 89-year-old. I had his signature on the transfer forms. It should be straightforward. The bank's process, hundreds of these transfers every day, but I was getting nowhere. Finally, I did something I've never done before. Transfer documents in hand, I went to the branch by myself. Now, to be clear, I've gone to the bank with clients dozens and dozens of times in the past, but this was the first time I went on my own without the client. The nice greeter at the door took my paperwork and showed it to a few different people before he disappeared into some office. Soon after that, a bank employee emerged and greeted me as the client. Right away, I corrected him and I said, I'm not the client. I'm his advisor, here to follow up on the status of a transfer initiated by me approximately six weeks ago. Oh, said the banker. Well, if you're not Mr. X, then I can't help you. I told him that simply was not true, and he had an obligation to act on our mutual client's signed instructions of which I was carrying a copy. The gentleman banker looked at my forms and told me there was nothing he could do to help me. I asked him if he was the manager. He said he was not, and he added that the manager was otherwise occupied. Fair enough, as I had shown up unexpectedly. He then assured me that he would do his best to look into the matter and get back to me in a couple of days. Okay, I thought, I'm a reasonable man. We traded business cards, and I thanked him for his time and told him I was looking forward to hearing from him. The next day, I get an email from the son telling me that his 89-year-old dad received a call from the branch and that dad needed to go into the branch to sign something and sort out the matter. I couldn't believe it. Right away, I replied to the son's email. I told him that his dad's signature was not required by the bank as it was already on the transfer documents that I previously provided approximately six weeks ago and again just the day before. I have submitted transfer forms thousands of times over the past 20 years, I've been in this business. The client is not required to re sign. So, what do you think? Was this a stalling tactic? Was it taking advantage of dad's age? I don't know. I pointed out to the son that if by chance his dad had passed away at some point during the six weeks we were waiting for the transfer of assets to be completed, then all of his well-intentioned plans to avoid probate would have been for nothing. I should add that the gentleman I dealt with at the bank was not rude, but he was not exactly happy to see me either. I did offer to attend the meeting with father and son at the bank, but I got no reply, so I just waited to hear back. Good news. They are going to transfer the funds seven weeks after the transfer documents were faxed. Oh, I know what I wanted to add. Whilst I was waiting for the transfer to be completed, I regularly checked with my back office to see if they had received something called a rejection notice. This is perfectly normal. If, for example, the paperwork is out of order in some way, the bank is fully within their best practice procedures to reject the instructions. Except best practice procedures means they should send a notice of rejection to the receiving institution. This did not happen. So the instructions were just ignored it seems that way, hoping that they would just go away. Hoping the 89-year-old would not bother to follow up. At this point, all I can say is stand by. I'm working on it. I'm hoping the transfer is completed within the next few days and the dad's estate will be organized the way he wants it to be, with no probate to worry about. When he passes... The insurance company will simply look at the account to see who the named beneficiaries are, and then they will cut a check to each of them accordingly. No frozen accounts, no government forms to complete, no filing deadlines, no legal fees, no stress, just the way Dad wanted it. My other story is actually not um, an email. This was a phone call. I want to share this call I received from a gentleman named John, which is not really his first name, but I'll use it to protect the innocent. John's dad passed recently and left behind an account at one of the big banks. The account balance is approximately $37,000. So not surprisingly, the bank has asked for John to go through probate before they will release the funds. So far, this is routine stuff. But here's the rub. That $37,000 is the entirety of dad's estate. Now, I realize the bank does not know this. For all they know, there's a million dollars at a different bank. But there isn't. And the province does not require probate to be paid on estates under $50,000, which this clearly is. So John's asking me, what am I supposed to do? I told him he could offer uh, to sign something called an indemnity for the bank and, and hope that that would satisfy them. If not... He's going to have to go through the probate process, file the necessary documents, wait months and months, and then in the end, pay nothing to the province in probate fees because no probate is owing on an estate worth less than $50,000. Talk about a waste of resources. These probate applications are handled by court clerks. The courts are jammed enough already. They've been closed, for the most part, for a year and a half because of COVID. They're more backed up than they've ever been. Personally, I think the bank should have to pay the province for the time and money spent on administering this probate application. And by the way, we are the province. It's your tax dollars that are being wasted here. And I can't help but wonder if that would get the banks to think twice before requiring probate on such a small account. It would certainly tap into some of their billion dollars quarterly profits. That's all the time I have for the mailbag this week. Again, please keep those calls and emails coming. Your questions are helping other listeners. We'll be right back to wrap things up.
0: Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. (laughs) Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember Insert your name and we're heartbroken because Insert your name did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of Insert your name have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoid probate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler
1: of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back, Zoomer listeners. Thank you for being here. If you missed any of our shows, you can find past episodes on the Zoomer Radio website. I hope you learned something today about some of the solutions that I've been referring to over the past few weeks. I wanted to start off by explaining you know, a little bit what probate was, what probate wasn't, how it worked, there's a lot of confusion about the process itself. And uh, hopefully you've got an idea of how ugly it can be. You know, I I continue to refer to it as the probate nightmare. Today, you know, Andrew walked us through what some of the solutions look like at Beneva, and there's something for everybody. He made that point more than once. Uh, Almost, it doesn't matter what age you are, what risk tolerance you are, we'll find an investment solution that suits you. The transfer out of the bank costs nothing, We'll avoid the probate. We'll avoid the headaches. It's really something you need to think about. Thank you, Andrew, again, for being here. Senior Regional Sales Director for Savings and Investments at Beneva. His email, once again, for you is andrew.gardner. I like the expressway, as he says, at lacapital.com. Lacapital is with an E. Thank you to the world's most patient producer, Frank. Thank you, Zoomers, for your time today. Let's do it again next week. Enjoy your Sunday and, of course, holiday Monday. I believe uh, the Queen Victoria turns 202 tomorrow, if I did the math right on that. If it's your birthday tomorrow, happy birthday to you too.
0: You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.